So we have been in a teaching series and the title of this series, listen to this if you haven't been with us, the title of the series is, Lord, I love you, but it's people that I can't stand. <laughs> Lord, I love you, but it's people that I can't stand. Now, I told you that I have uh, four objectives in this teaching series. Number one, we want to discover people principles from God's word. Number two, we want to develop divine people skills. Number three, we want to glorify God in our relationships. And number four, we want to preserve the potency of our faith. Now, um, I told you we've, we've been talking lately about divine people skills. And again, my purpose is to develop within us the skills to reach people. Again, God is in the people business. And if we're going to be on God's team, we have to both love and we have to be willing to work with people. Now, before I get into this, this divine people skill that we're going to deal with tonight, let me just say this, because I think sometimes what happens with us is we, we have short memories. We forget about how, how loving God was to us and is to us. We forget about how patient God has been with us. Come on, I want you to think about how many times you told God, Lord, if you deliver me from this, I promise you I'll never do it again. And there he is delivering you and you go back and do the same thing that you did and you promised that you'd never do. How many of you can honestly say that you know that God's been patient with you and you know that God's been loving to you? Well, I'm trying to teach you these divine people skills because we must learn how to give what we've received. If God's been patient with you, you got to learn how to be patient with people. If God's been loving with you, you got to learn how to love people. Today, we're going to deal with another divine people skill, and that people skill is flexibility. Flexibility. Flexibility is a very important people skill. If you're going to really be successful in relationships, you're going to have to have flexibility. I want us to look, get your Bibles really quick. I want to look at Luke chapter 5, and uh, we're going to read verses 37 through 39. Get your Bibles, everybody. And let's read. And Jesus is speaking in this text. Listen to what he says. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and it be and be spilled and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles and both are preserved. Now, we're talking about flexibility and I want us to look at what Jesus is saying in these verses. Um, during these times, wine was put into what's called wine skins and new wine would go through this process of fermentation and it caused the, the wine skins to stretch. So it was known that you put new wine in new wine skins because new wine skins were flexible. New wine skins had the ability to stretch old wine skins would lose their flexibility. Now, new wine represents new ideas. 
It represents new ways of thinking. New wine skins represent people who are flexible, people who are adaptable to change and people who adapt to new experiences. Old wineskins represent people who are inflexible, people who are close-minded, people who are governed by rules and regulations. Inflexible people are set in their ways and they are not teachable. Listen to me. Don't ever lose your ability to be teachable. I was saying this to somebody recently. You got to be teachable. If you're not teachable, you're going to be stuck where you are. You've got to be teachable. Now, I want to show you what the inflexible person looks like. And I got a couple of words that describe uh, inflexible people, or as Jesus calls them, old wineskins. <laughs> Our first word is rigid. R-I-G-I-D, rigid. Rigid means unable to bend. Rigid means not flexible. Rigid means not able to change or not able to adapt. I've got a classic example of rigidness uh, that's found in Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. We actually looked at this story um, in our lesson on sensitivity, but I want to I want to put this in. And this uh, lesson tonight. So get your Bibles and look at Luke chapter 13. And uh, verses 10 through 17. You remember this from a couple of weeks ago. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman uh, which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift her lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. And he laid hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Listen to this, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men are to work in them. Therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite, does not each of you uh, on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away uh, to watering. And art not this woman, being the daughter of Abraham, who Satan had has bound, lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Scripture says that Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, and on the Sabbath day, uh, he was this woman who was had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bowed over and she couldn't lift herself up. Jesus saw her, had compassion on her, called her to himself and says, woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. And the Bible says immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. Now, the rulers of the synagogue, the church leaders, they got upset with him because he healed this woman on the Sabbath day. In other words, it's the wrong day. 
<laughs> it's the, you, you, he said, you got six days to be healed. Don't come in here on the Sabbath day with your sickness. <laughs> Don't come in here trying to get healed on the Sabbath day. And the scripture says that Jesus called this man a hypocrite. Now, this is a classic illustration of rigidness. Look at this. This woman has been suffering for 18 years, 18 years, bowed over for 18 years. And here's a man, Jesus, who has compassion and he has the ability to heal her. But the church leader, the, the ruler of the synagogue says it's the wrong day. It's the wrong day to heal her. Now, here's my question. Does this rule make sense in this situation? No, I don't have to wait for you to answer. No, it don't make sense. It don't make this ruler was rigid and his rigidness was selective because you'll notice in, in reading the story, he was flexible when it came around to watering his uh, ox in his ass. He, he didn't mind working uh, as long as it benefited him. So you know what he had? He had selective, uh, selective flexibility. He was flexible when it benefited him. But he was rigid. He was rigid. Inflexibility. Uh, the next word that describes the inflexible person is stubborn. <laughs> this is showing dogged determination not to change one's mind or position in spite of a good reason to do so. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm going to make a statement that's going to be a revelation for somebody. And uh, I want you to hold on to your seats because this is really going to be a deep revelation for a lot of people. Listen to this. None of us are right about everything. Woo! <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? None of us, you, me, none of us are right about everything all the time. Us. No, look, 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 let me ask you a question. When was the last time? And I want you to think about this. When was the last time you told somebody, you know what? You're right. And I'm wrong. When was the last time? And I'm talking about you really meant it. I'm not talking about this old stuff. We do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Now I'm wrong. You're right. I guess you're right. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you, you really admitted that you were wrong and someone else was right. When was the last time you did that? Let me see the hands of, of uh, your virtual hand. Let me see the virtual hands of the folk that's always right. Come on, put your hands up. You always right. Always right. Can I help you out? You're absolutely lying right now. <laughs> you, you ain't always right. You're just stubborn. That's all. You're just stubborn, which leads to the next word that describes the inflexible person. And that is pride. Pride. This is a feeling of being better or, or knowing more than other folk. Any prideful people out here? You feel like you're better than everybody else. You feel like you know more than everybody else. Can nobody tell you anything because you are know it all? My last word, I'm going to move on. My last word that describes the inflexible person is selfish. Now, I know we talked about this. Uh, selfishness is being concerned with only oneself, 
um, one's uh, own opinion, regardless of the views of other people. You don't care about anybody else's views. You don't care about their opinions. It's all about you. So the four words that describe inflex inflexibility is rigid, stubborn, pride, and selfishness. Now, I want you to listen to this, this statement. Inflexibility can destroy relationships. It destroys relationships in our homes. It destroys relationships on our jobs. And it can even destroy relationships in church or in ministry. Even in church, inflexibility can destroy relationships. I want you to start turning to Acts chapter 15. Uh, look at Acts chapter 15. And uh, we're going to start reading at verse number 35. But in there, it talks about Paul and Barnabas, how they fell out. And they fell out. The Holy Spirit put them together, but they fell out. And um, let's let's just read. Look at look at. Let's start at verse number thirty-five. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, "Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do." And Barnabas determined to take with him with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them in Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. Paul says to Barnabas, let's go back and let's go back and check on the churches where we preach. And the scripture says Barnabas was determined to take John with them. But Paul said, no, no, we, 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 that, we ain't going to take John. That's, that's not a good idea because John left us in our, our first missionary journey. So we ain't taking John with us. And the Bible says that the con contention got so bad that they, they, they split up. God put them together. The Holy Spirit put them together for ministry, but they split up. And this happened because of inflexibility. And I said all of that to say to you, a lot of relationships have been ruined because people refuse to be flexible. A lot of relationships have been ruined because people refuse to be flexible. Go, this is a very familiar scripture. Go to Isaiah 43. You don't want to lose your ability to be flexible. Isaiah 43, and uh, we'll read verses 18 and 19. Listen to this. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Listen to what God says. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen. God is a creative God. 
he's um he's a god of innovation. He loves new stuff. He says, I want to do a new thing. But God can't do new things in our lives if we're not flexible. Oh, I hope that helps somebody. God cannot do new things in our lives if we're not flexible. You know, the world sees change as progress, but the church sees change as instability. Now, when I say change, I'm not talking about stuff that goes against God's word. But God, and please hear this, God wants to do some new things in our lives. But the problem is we hate change. We hate it. We hate change. We hate it. I was thinking about something uh, a couple of nights ago. When we first started, we first started Destiny Christian Center, um, our church services would last for three hours. Now, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I don't even remember what we did for three. I have no idea what we did for three hours. One thing uh, that took a lot of time, I'll, I'll never forget this. One thing that took a lot of time is that we used to march around. And I had, listen, listen, before I say this, I'm not saying anything against uh, anybody else doing this. I'm just talking about what we used to do and what we're not doing now. We used to march around for the offering. And, uh, <laughs> man, look, we would march, roll, by, wait to choir would march, and then the people would march, and they were, you know, they were like little soldiers walking around. Here we go. Here we go with our offering. Walking up, showing our offering. And then what did the Lord say to me? Uh, let them give from their seats. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Now, look, I've got to be honest. At first, I did not want want to bend, and I did not want to be flexible flexible with that. See, I I, uh, I knew, all I knew was marching. And honestly, that's all I had ever seen. But I had to be flexible because God wanted to do something new. And I, well, I said that to say to you that God wants to do some new things in our lives. God wants to do some new things in the church. But the problem is, a lot of times we want things to stay the same. Um, think about this. We, we're doing new things now. <clears throat> what we're doing right now is a new thing. Uh, if I would just be honest, my daughter tried to get me to do live stream years ago. And I said to her, I ain't doing that. I'm stuck in my ways. I ain't, I'm not going on no live stream. Man, if I live stream, people ain't going to come to church. <laughs> oh, Lord. And there, here come old Rona. Coronavirus. And they say, y'all got to stay home. And I'm like, what I'm going to do? I'm going to live stream. That's what I'm going to do. And then after that, we go back to the church. Then we get the storm. Oh, Ida come. Bring us back to the house because the church is all torn up. Working on the church right now. But we got to go back to live stream. Now, to be honest with you, if I had been flexible, 
We'd have been doing this years ago, even while in the in in the church. But we still would have been live stream because live stream takes us beyond our community. Live stream takes us beyond just Laplace La or Louisiana. Live stream is taking us across the world. And God wants us to go across. I'm going to tell you something. I am so ready for God to do some new things in this ministry. And and that's my prayer. God, do something new. And I'm going to tell you, God is doing some new things. We're getting ready to see some new things really, really soon. But in order for God to do new things in the ministry, in order for God to do new things in our lives, we got to be flexible. We got to be flexible. I said this uh, a million times. Anything that refuses to change will die. That's that's businesses. That's marriages. That's churches. Anything that refuses to change, you got to change with changing times. Now, that's on the spiritual side, but let's let's talk about the natural side. I was reading some, according to a job outlook, a survey was conducted by National Association of Colleges and Employers. Employers were asked to name an attribute that they seek in their employees. And 62% of them said flexibility and adaptability. 91% of HR directors in a survey think that uh, people will be recruited on their ability to deal with change. Employers are looking for people who can adapt to change. See, listen to me. We cannot fall apart uh, in the change process. Did you hear what I'm saying? Now, I, I'm, teach, I'm, I'm really teaching this today because I believe that God is calling Destiny Christian Center to, to be on the cutting edge. And I'm telling you, there's some things that God's doing in this ministry and, and will do that will be introduced really soon that's cutting edge, but it's going to reach the world. But we cannot be afraid of change. You cannot be afraid of change. Now, real quick, I want to give you some definitions of flexibility. Number one, flexibility means to be open to new and different ways of doing things. In John chapter nine, Jesus saw a man who was born blind. And the Bible says Jesus did something strange. He spat on the ground. He made some clay from the spit in the dirt and he put it on the man's eyes. Did you hear me? He told the man to go wash and the man came back seeing. Now, Jesus at this point had to be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit to do what he did because no one had ever done that before. I want you to think about that, man. Think about that. The Holy Spirit telling him to do something. And I'm sure it was a it was a hard thing to spit on the ground and mix it up and put some clay put some clay uh, together and put it on the man's eyes. And think about that. And think about the man that couldn't see. <laughs> Here's Jesus, the healer. And he's just waiting for Jesus to do one thing. Just put your hands on me. And, uh, and all he heard was <laughs> And the 
next thing is he felt moisture on his face. <laughs> oh, my God. But Jesus had to be open to what the Spirit of God was telling him. He was flexible. In other words, Lord, I hear and will obey. When will we get to the point, even if it looks crazy, when will we get to the point where we say, Lord, I hear and will obey? Number two, the second definition of flexibility is an agile mindset that allows us to uh, evaluate, then adjust to different roles, different jobs, and different assignments. Think about John. Jesus comes on the scene. Now John, John's got it going on. Then Jesus comes on the scene. John says, I must decrease while Jesus increases. John saw himself out front at one point, but he knew that his role was going to change. And let me, t let me tell you this. Sometimes our roles change and we've got to learn to be at peace with that. If God is, is changing roles, we've got, to, we've got to be at peace with that. A good team player would do whatever it takes for the team to win. Uh, before I was a pastor, I served under my uncle. I did everything in church. Absolutely. I was assigned to take care of all the out-of-town guests. Uh, I played the guitar. I, I did the audio taping of the services for radio. Uh, my, my pastor bought television equipment. I learned that equipment and I handled all of that. I sung in the choir. You know why? It was all about the team winning. And we've got to get that team men, uh, mentality. Number three, flexibility is the ability to acknowledge another person's point of view. Even leaders, even leaders. Leadership is not just telling everybody what to do, but Good leaders know how to listen. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody in there. Good leaders realize that other people have perspectives and they know how to listen. Number four, and I'm closing soon. Flexibility is the awareness of changing times and the willingness to employ different methods to address those changes. Let me give you let me give you some tips on flexibility. Hear this. Number one, open your mind to the possibility to several solutions to issues. Our minds have to be open. We can't be closed minded. Number two, challenge your conventional mindset and try to think in different ways. To be flexible, you're going to have to do some things that you don't like. You're going to have to do some things. If you're going to be flexible, you're going to have to do some things that you don't like. Can I, just, can I just say this to you? Some of us, we just need to try something different. Try different ways to do things. Now, let me tell you. Let me say this. I'm going to close with this. As, as, as we get older... If we're not careful, we can lose our flexibility or stretchability. Uh, but we've got to do some stuff to keep ourselves in the game. You got to do some stuff to keep yourself in the game. Learn something new. Put some pressure on yourself. 
to do something new. Learn something new. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this. How many of y'all watching me tonight still carrying a beeper? <laughs> how, many, how many still carrying a beeper? Anybody, anybody still carrying a beeper? Let me ask you this. Is there anybody that's watching me tonight that you don't know how to text? You don't know how to use text on your phone. You, you, and I'm talking about sometimes I'm, I, I see older people that don't know how to text, but you haven't taken time to learn how to text. Let me tell you something. If you don't know how to text, you need to learn how to text because if you don't know how to text, you're not going to have any kind of relationship with your grandkids. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Young folk don't talk. They don't want to talk. They don't want to talk on the phone. They want to text. Man, how many times have I, I call my son, he don't answer the phone. Then I, call, uh, then I text him, then I see the little thing on, on, on the screen. He texting me right back. I just called you. Calm down, Steve. You better learn how to, you better learn how to say, these young folks don't want to talk to nobody. They don't want to talk to you. I want to challenge you tonight. I want to challenge you to intentionally learn something new at least once a month. All of us, all of us need to do this. Intentionally learn something new at least once a month. You're never too old to learn. And I'll tell you something, I see too many young folk acting old. Get 40 years old and start talking about what they can't do anymore. Can I help you? Can I help you? And I'm, I'm, I'm going further than I wanted to go. You're talking about, you know, I can't do what I used to. 40 years old. I can't do what I used to do. And let me tell you something. You're saying that stuff and your body is listening to you. Your body is going to start, <laughs> your body is going to start, you know, the, the, your, your limbs and everything else going to start talking to each other. You, you heard what he said, huh? You heard what she said, huh? All right, let's shut this baby down. <laughs> Abraham and Sarah had to challenge conventional mindsets uh, or conventional thinking at the age of 90 and at the age of 100, the Bible says they made a baby. They, they challenged, they had no examples of people having babies at 90 and 100, but they challenged their mindset and they opened themselves up to what God wanted to do through their lives. Let's open our minds for new things that God wants to do for us and even through us. We've got to make sure that we are flexible. We never lose our ability to grow and to be taught. Let's pray. Lord, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you right now for all that are watching, God, I believe with all my heart that you're ready to do some new things in our lives. And tonight we say, God, we hear and we will obey. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to say what you want us to say. We want to avail ourselves so you can work through us. We love you, God. We honor you and we praise you tonight. I pray for every person that's watching. I claim everybody for your kingdom, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. I claim them for your kingdom tonight in the name of Jesus. I believe 
that your kingdom is going to increase tonight. Hallelujah to God. Thank you right now, God, for kingdom increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, let me extend an invitation to you. If you're watching me, you've never uh, uh, accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. I want you to give your life to the Lord. The Bible says that if you can believe in your heart and you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, you can be saved and you can be saved right there where you are. Right there where you are. Tonight is your night. I'm excited about your future. Look, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. If you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, say, Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. And I ask you for forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that he was buried. And I believe that he rose from the dead. I turn from my sin. And I invite you to come into my heart and come into my life. I will trust you and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Listen to me. If you have believed in your heart and you have confessed with your mouth, I want to welcome you to the kingdom. You accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. Listen, there's some information right there on the screen where uh, you can follow those directions. We're going to have a minister to reach out to you and uh, give you all the information you need and pray with you. But welcome to God's kingdom. You may be saying, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord, but I'm in a what they call in church a backslidden condition. I, I, I'm not where I should be as it relates to my relationship with God. Guess what? God is standing with his arms outstretched saying, come on home. Let me love you back to your proper place. He still loves you. He still loves you. He wants to do a new thing in your life. Tonight, if you want to recommit your life to the Lord, you can follow those same directions and we'll have somebody to reach out to you. Or if you want to be a part of the Destiny Christian Center family, we would absolutely love to have you to be a part of our family tonight. So you can follow those same directions and somebody will reach out to you very, very soon. Come on, let's thank God for the word tonight. Flexibility, stretchability, the ability to be taught, the ability to change. Thank God. Let's prepare to worship in giving. We are a ministry that believes the word of God. We practice God's word and we are blessed because of our obedience to the word of God. Tonight, I want to encourage you. The Bible says tithe and offering. He says, bring ye all the tithe and offering into the storehouse. God says, prove me. See, will I not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive it. God says, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He wants to pour. You know what when he says pour? That means that God's blessings will overtake you. He wants to pour you out a blessing that you won't have. He wants to bless you so much that you'll have to be a blessing to somebody else. We've got to be obedient to the word of God. He says, I'll curse the devourer for your sake. When the devourer comes to eat up your harvest, God says, no, no, no. That's a tither. Can't do it. God will protect you. God will cover you. In spite of whatever's going on, God will take care. So I want to encourage you to be a true committed tither. And not only a tither, but a seed sow. That offering that you give is a seed that you sow. I encourage you tonight to be a seed sower. I will tell you from experience 
that the harvest is always greater than the seed. I'm telling you what I know. You can text and give, you can give online. All the information is right there on the screen. Let's do that tonight. Let's do that tonight. Or if you want to sow towards the vision, uh, we're believing God for a debt-free destiny dome that will seat over 3,000 people and will be filled with over 3,000 people. I encourage you to sow towards the vision. And I'm telling you that Destiny Christian Center is good ground. I'm not saying that because I'm the pastor, but this is God's ministry. I'm not saying anything against any other ministry. I'm just speaking about this ministry. This is God's ministry. And this is good ground. And I will tell you that you will reap a harvest. So, so, so towards the dome. So to what God is doing in this ministry. Help us to do uh, the work that God has called us to do in this earth. Do that from there's some information where you can text and give or you can give online, but let's do that. Uh, do that really quick and then we're gonna make our confession tonight. Come on, confess with me. I'm a true tithe and giver and I am blessed because of it. The windows of heaven are open for me. The blessings of God are poured out upon my life. Will you confess this? I have huge money right now. It's pressed down, it's shaken together, and it's running over. We don't confess this to hoard over money, but we're believing God to bless us so much that we can be a blessing to the kingdom and we can be a blessing to people. Will you confess this? I want you to really uh, put your, your heart and mind in this. Say, I am out of debt. Come on, confess being debt free. I am out of debt. All of my needs are met with a surplus. Confess over the dome, debt free destiny dome, seated over 3,000 people, filled with over 3,000 people. I need you to say by faith is up. Hallelujah to God. Man, this has been an amazing night. I thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, I love y'all so, 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 so much. Uh, the work is going on in the, in the church building. Uh, I cannot wait until we're able to get back together live. But until then, we will be here live streaming on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings. Make sure you're here Sunday morning at 8 a.m. I love you. Y'all have a good night. We'll talk soon. God bless.